Hello, thanks for tuning in. I'm here recording on a beautiful winter's day in Ipswich. And um, I'm going to be talking with you today about the church. And hopefully this is uh, helpful for reflection. Um, And just after looking through Acts, there's lots of things to say, particularly in the first uh, few chapters where I've been reading um, about the church. Um, Some people think that Church um, should base you know, everything on what happens in Acts. Some are on the other side and think, uh, no, that's that was only then. But um, either way, I think yeah, we should be able to we should be able to learn a lot uh, about the purpose of the church and how the church should should act. It'd be great if you wanted to comment or. Um, write anything back uh, what, you, what you think as well it all starts in uh, the first verse of Acts um, with with Jesus and um, of course that's that's the important starting point the thing that uh, all of us have in common the thing uh, the reason we have the church is Jesus and here the author Luke most probably um, says, I told you everything Jesus began to do and teach. And I find that word began really interesting because you know, we sometimes think that Jesus came and he he finished um, everything he needed to do. But it says that there's an ongoing work that is not finished yet. Uh, we're in between Jesus coming the first time and coming back uh, where he will bring everything to completion. So the church exists in this in-between time where we get to continue the work of Jesus, which is really exciting and uh, important, I think, to note that it's not our, our work. It's, it was begun, uh, began with Jesus, and we're just doing what he did and um, looking to him all the way. Then we go to uh, verse 3 um, about Jesus. It says, talk to them about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God I guess is the focus for the church um, and it's really interesting a few verses later in verse 6 where the disciples ask Jesus next has the time come to restore our kingdom um, that's at least in the New Living Translation where I was reading and really interesting that uh, their focus is on the earthly kingdom of Israel, they, they see that uh, the Messiah, Jesus, is going to restore that. Uh, where I think their focus is is a little bit off, and sometimes it's like that for us. So we get caught up in our little kingdoms so easily, uh, building building our little projects, and get caught up in what we can see, and when really our focus needs to be on God's kingdom and uh, when we when we do anything and indeed at the start of every day how important is it to to re recenter and refocus on on what we're about and what we're trying to do <laughs> yeah, that crying is my son on my lap sorry about that he's <laughs> getting a little tired and um, Jesus when he um, gets this question from the disciples about has the time come to restore our kingdom 
he he tells them that um, they don't need to concern themselves with the, the time and the date of when these things will happen. It's, it's our our business just to get on with with what we know we have. Leave that to God. And so, as we look here in Ipswich, we we want um, we want God to to come and to move. And uh, many people talk about revival happening, and uh, we pray for that. But we don't need to worry about yeah, it's going to happen next year or whatever. We just um, make sure our hearts are right, ready to receive um, that power that will come from the Holy Spirit, which that comes here as you read in Acts. The disciples are, are waiting, not not a passive waiting, but a in a house, constantly united in prayer. Um, and we read a few verses later that they're, they're putting things in order. They're getting everything ready. Um, so Peter stands and addresses the church, the small gathering, only about 120 at this stage. And he says, well, we need the uh, to replace Judas. Um, so they go about doing that and... For us, I think we need to look at the church and where we're at. If we're not seeing God moving the way we we want Him to be moving amongst us, uh, is are there things that need to be put in place? Things that need to be fixed? Ways that we're living um, that we can be doing now to prepare the way. And that's an interesting question to ponder. I, I feel. But um, then 50 days after the Passover, um, when Jesus died, so it's a, a little bit of waiting, but not a huge amount of time, really, 50 days, the Spirit comes at Pentecost. They're all together in, a, in one room praying, that expectant waiting, and the Spirit comes, and that's where it all lights up, uh, literally, and... They're all speaking these different languages and and that's when the time comes to witness. And it's interesting too that people come running. They hear this loud noise. And I think when the Holy Spirit really moves among us, there there is a loud noise that people hear about. will hear about it and come running. It won't be us going out doing the hard yards so much anymore that people will be coming to us which I find that fascinating that so often as we look at the scriptures people are coming up to Jesus people are coming up to the disciples they're wanting to receive and with evangelism that's interesting that we often do the opposite we're, we're trying to create these opportunities almost or it seems such a natural thing in the Bible. But then we, we go further on. All these people have gathered. And Peter senses the opportunity. steps forward. And explains. The story of Jesus. And that after he does this. The thrust of the message is. Repent and be baptized. He calls for the response. Turn from sin. And receive forgiveness. Then he carries on, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Peter doesn't just leave that there as a one-off request. He continues preaching and urging them. Come on, guys. And, well, it's 
obviously uh, worked because 3,000 people were added to them that number that day. So that's pretty good growth, 120 to 3,000. And that happens when the Holy Spirit comes. People come running when the Holy Spirit comes. This is what I think we're, we're talking about when we think of revival. That's the mass turning to God, the repentance, the people coming, running. And the early church is characterized by a sense of awe at what God is doing. Just amazement. It's not no hint of this is human activity, human effort. This is something else. And there are miracles happening. And what does this community look like? It's a community of interdependence. There's sharing going on. Generosity towards each other. Just the, a real joy. You can imagine it. Worshipping God. God's adding to their number. What a picture of the church. Just amazing. And I think that's something that we all long, long for. Long to see God move like that again. And I think it's um, from from this just summing up that we might be gathering in small numbers, but that's where the the very earliest, earliest church started as well. Just the small gathering. Really, you know, Jesus' family, his disciples and a few close friends. So, you know, we don't need to be discouraged if that's where we're beginning. Just a few people. But that that few turned into to a heap, just like Jesus, you know, with the, the loaves and the fish. Numbers, don't be discouraged by them. God can, God can change numbers dramatically um, whenever he, he wants to. The main thing is that we're setting things right. We're preparing, preparing ourselves, making sure there's no sin in our lives, that we're, we're right before God. We're, we're praying. The state of our heart is what's important, not the numbers that are with us. Revival has broken out in different places at different times when people get serious about seeking God's will. The subtle difference between doing church, churchy things, doing doing it our way though, and real, repentant, earnest, seeking after God. The question, will you be part of the 120? This doesn't, doesn't really matter the number, but the small initial gathering the invitation is there to meet as believers in small numbers, earnestly praying. And this could be happening all around our city, the little groups. Um, great chance coming up on the 11th of August to meet in a small group, 120 perhaps, in the center of our city, praying. And I hope there are other groups there are other groups around the city to work with the Spirit, obviously, because these things are happening as I speak to people that I've never met before, how God's working on their heart or working in their little group. Things, they're, they're expecting the same things. They can see revival on the horizon, and that's that's an encouragement that people are, 
are sensing this around the place. Yeah, let's hope that's an encouragement to you. Thank you for listening. Um, again, please share your thoughts and know you're not alone. Thank you.